0: I'm Peter LaRufa, and I'm so glad that you've tuned in once again to Between the Lines. We're looking at five reasons we tend to be reluctant to show mercy. uh, From a sermon that I preached uh, from Matthew 5 and verse 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Quickly, the first three reasons we covered are we love meeting out justice instead of showing mercy. Reason number two, we love keeping score. Uh, Reason number three, we love to look good and hate to feel foolish. Uh, Reason number four is we love to deal with matters on our own. Essentially, we don't trust God's justice to be the ultimate perfect dispenser of justice for all. When we're wronged in life... Uh, We, and we sometimes don't see people getting what we think they deserve, we don't see people uh, who are coming back to us to apologize or to uh, seek forgiveness or to make things right. We tend to want to take matters into our own hands, and I think part of the reason we want to do that is we don't really believe or don't really like or don't think it good enough that God says he's going to do that on his own. And we read about that in Romans chapter 2 and verse 6, where we're told that he, God, will render to each one according to his works, to those who by patience and well-doing Seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. Reread that. We understand that vengeance is the Lord's and that he will repay, but we still don't really trust it. We want to see it for ourselves. We want to see the person Uh, pay for what they've done. We want to see the person be sorry for what they've done. We want them to get what they deserve. So there's a lot of overlap in these. We spoke about that before. But we don't really trust the Lord to take care of it, and that's something that we need to do. If we want to grow in mercy, it's a huge help to know that it's not up to us, not totally up to us, folks, to make sure that people are treated with justice. We do so as much as we can in areas when we can, particularly if we're in law enforcement or that's something the Lord has called us to. But as Christians, We have the grace and the mercy of knowing that God is in control, that our God reigns, and He will render to each one according to His works. So that gives me a little bit of peace when I'm thinking it might be up to me to render to somebody according to their works. Finally, and this is something that I really want to talk about, why we tend to be reluctant to show mercy, we love ROI. ROI stands for return on investment. We love to get a return on our investment, and we don't know if showing mercy will pay off now or ever. You see, mercy, give, or the giving of mercy to somebody is not... Uh, an investment in which you look for a return. But we love to make sure that we get a return on our investments. And that might be wise when it comes to financial matters, and it might be wise in other areas of our lives. But friends, we're never going to be merciful people if we're always looking for an ROI, a return on our investment. Because when we're merciful to people, it's not necessarily an investment, certainly not one for the here and now, but it's more of a pouring. We're just giving mercy. Why? Because forgiven people forgive people, and because we've received mercy ourselves. And I think back to John chapter 8 of Jesus and the woman who was caught with adult, caught in adultery, and after he has uh, sent everyone away, essentially, when he told them to uh, that the first person to cast the stone would be those who uh, haven't sinned, he looks uh, at her, he stands up and looks at the woman caught in adultery and says, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Now, Jesus, of course, is omniscient, being God, but we don't know if she was going to sin again. We don't really know how the story ends. This is not like the story of the Samaritan woman at the well, where uh, Jesus has a conversation with her, the Lord uses that in her life, she uh, embraces the Lord in uh, for salvation and goes and tell others. Like, that's a pretty cool ending to the story, right? We don't know what this woman who was caught in adultery did. We don't know if she left and truly never sinned in this way again, or if she went back to the dude and made him breakfast. We don't know how it ended but Jesus showed mercy not because of an ROI. It wasn't like, okay, now I'll give you mercy as long as you promise that we're going to never have to deal with this again. And oh goodness, just <laughs> just saying those words reminds me of something that I said on Sunday and that I've said to my wife Sarah, my lovely wife, countless numbers of times, but don't say any more. When we'd be going through a conflict and there was a time when we were going to resolve it, uh, I would look to Sarah and I would say How can we make sure this never happens again? Now, at face value, that's not a terrible goal, right? Like, let's not try to trip over the same things over and over again. But think about what I'm saying. How can we make sure this never happens again? And there was one time when Sarah looked at me and says, you know, that's one of the weightiest things, the heaviest things you ever say to me. Because basically, I'm saying we need to make sure this never happens again. We make, need to make sure that that the way that, uh, that that you've sinned against me never ever ever happens again. And in a sense, the mercy and the grace and the forgiveness that I'm showing Sarah, I'm making it seem as if, and I bet deep down inside my heart, it is conditional. It's as if I'm saying, look, I'm gonna, I'll show mercy. That's fine, but I want to, I want to return on this investment. I want to make sure that it's going to be worth it. How can we make sure this never happens again? And that's not me being merciful, that's me wanting to know that this is going to pay off. Uh, This is going to be worth it. I don't have to feel like I need to hold this against someone because it's going to pay off, and it's going to pay off for me. I'm going to get a return on this investment. And with that mentality, when it comes to our relationships, we will never be merciful people. I wonder if either of these uh, reasons that I'm suggesting as to why we're not merciful people resonate with you. Maybe you love to deal with matters on your own and see things kind of tied off in, in, in your own life and in your own way. You want to know that these things have been dealt with because that also reveals that you really don't trust that the Lord will deal with these things. We can be merciful, and if it needs to be dealt with, the Lord will deal with it. I wonder if you're perhaps like me, loving a return on the investment. Maybe you've said similar things. How can we make sure this never happens again? And if you're like me, you're not like Jesus in that way, who offers mercy with no strings attached. Folks, I hope and I pray that we as kingdom people will be known for the mercy that we show others, even if it means that the score looks a little out of whack, even if it means we look foolish for Christ's sake, even if it means that we have to wait and let things go and trust that the Lord is going to handle them, but we may not see that in our life, and even if it means that we don't get a return on our investment, but the greatest thing that happens is we know we are more like Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer, and our very best friend.